you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Hello and <clears throat> welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I'm your host, Michael Filipkowski. Connor DiBiase with us here today. He's been on the progr- program a lot on the stream. We did the whole NFL draft, day one and day two. Now we're talking NBA on a Saturday morning. So it's a great time to be here with us. <clears throat> Connor, I you know, when we did the preview episode, right? I did not see a lot of this coming. I thought we'd get a lot of, you know, very generic series wins, and we did not get that in no, most this, was, this is by far one of the craziest <laughs> rounds. Yeah. Um, e- even with only one Game 7, which is going to be an amazing Game 7, um, it, it was still a really fun round, a lot of big moments, um, a lot of comebacks from different teams, uh, two uh, playing teams winning first two playing teams to ever win yep. uh, for three years they've been in the sport uh, and still an eight seed beating the clear best team that's what really i think happened eight times in nba history when eight seed beats a one seed and probably even less so for <clears> a team with with such high odds to win the championship it's just been a, a, a really fun one. Yeah. <clears throat> so let's talk about that series, the Milwaukee versus Miami series. You know, we both talked about this series pretty nonchalantly when we uh, when we were covering it. But we mentioned playoff Jimmy. You know, sometimes he just comes up, he shows up, and he did this series. Uh, there, there were games, Connor, where you and I were watching where it was just a Jimmy Butler show, and we were all there to watch it. It was incredible. Had one of the best playoff performances ever uh, of all time in Game Five. He mm-hmm. put up, or in Game Four, sorry, he put up fifty-six points, um, tied for third most ever, I believe, in playoff history. Um, he put up like seven rebounds, I think, a couple of assists, shot well from three, which really happens for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he played a great game. Um, but still, overall, Jimmy can take over one game, and he really took over that game. Um, but there's no excuse otherwise uh, if you're Milwaukee. I know Jimmy averaged 30 something through the series, but a guy giving you 30 every night, Trey Young averaged like 35 through the Celtics. Right. A guy giving you 30 every night should give you an excuse to to bow out to an eight seed. Right, and 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 it wasn't just bowing out; they lost in five games. It wasn't. Smoked. Yeah. It yeah. Was Two back-to-back games where they had like 15-point leads uh, in, in late in the fourth quarter and blew them. 
Um, as a Celtics fan, I know a lot about that. Yep. Because that was the main gripe on our team. They're like, other teams don't do that. Only the Celtics do. With them. That's how the Bucks lost their season. Uh, Drew Holiday was just bad throughout the series. Yeah, I did not uh, see that reason, coming. I mean, I was talking about the series a few years ago. The, the Milwaukee Miami series where Milwaukee smoked them and Jimmy Butler had a whole series. Jimmy Butler's primary defender was Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah. This series, Giannis could not defend Jimmy. Uh, and Giannis did miss two games, but was healthy for three. Yeah, but he and really did not even one, play that well. I mean, let's be honest. They went one and one without him, oh and three with him. Exactly. And uh, he, he did not they, play that well this series. He, it just flat out. And, you know, whether you – know, he's obviously still one of the best players in the league, but he did not have a good series. And, you know, playoff performances like that unfortunately can't happen. And he looked like he was, at times, especially in the fourth quarter, scared to shoot the ball, scared to drive – Instantly so, passing it away. Yeah. In, in the final possession, game on the line, overtime, you're down two. He passed away to Grayson Allen, who let the clock run out with the ball in his because he was yeah. too scared. To yeah, and I don't know. I don't know what. Yeah. Grayson Allen shouldn't be taking that they shot. They had a 30 free throw advantage in the last game. Yeah. They were given everything. Giannis had 27 free throws. Middleton, 24. Uh, Giannis missed 13 of 27. Middleton, 10. Yeah, it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. I don't get where you go. Um, and, and then the, the gall of Yana, people are, are, are praising him for this. After the game, he, even Nike made it a fucking commercial to say, there's no failure to sports. This is a stepping stone. Yeah, I, I listen. Like, like, in, in regards to his post-game speech, I think... In a, in a nutshell, I think it's okay. I think what he said is correct. I think there are parts of it that are good, but I think given his performance and given what he did, it just it doesn't this make is, sense. This is a failure. Yeah. There's no way around it. This is a complete failure. And by the way, you can have failures in sports. That's okay, right? People fail in sports all the time, and you you know you go the next year. But his comments basically, you know, I get you know every year that you don't win a championship, it is a failure in some sort. But this is different because you're the one seed losing to an eight seed, a team that people thought you were going to smoke, and you lost in five games. So there's there's different levels to it, and I think that's what a lot of people are are in, in referencing, you know, when in considering his post game speech. Because I think you know, broadly speaking, it was good. I listened to it, but there has to be a more accountability on his part for for the way this series went. It's also not like Jimmy had that much help. If we're being weird here, uh, yeah. like it, overall, he did not have that much. Tyler Hero went out in game one, broke his hand out the entire game. Um, that's your second best scorer, probably your most consistent scorer. Um, Bayo was horrible this series, downright horrible. Um, really didn't provide much for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, every other guy was completely on and off. Uh, no real consistency in their scoring other than Jimmy. Yeah. Um, and you lost for that team. Yeah. I mean, it was it was an interesting series. Let's talk about Cleveland versus New York now. Um, another series that we thought that would be a, a, a yeah, handily you know, handily won by Cleveland, Connor. And then Knicks took it in five. Knicks took they're, it in five. They're just, they're just soft. Yeah. That's, that's all I can say. I mean, Donovan Mitchell disappeared, completely disappeared. In the playoffs, and where was he? Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland each had a couple good games and a couple horrible games, and they never did it at the same time. Um, 
It was one played fine, one played terrible, the other played fine, the other played terrible. Uh, Evan Mobley was a no-show, uh, other than what their one win. But every other game, Evan Mobley was a complete no-show. He was getting bullied in the paint. This is supposed to be a projected defensive player of the year. Uh, in, in, a, in at least a few years, probably top the headlines next year. And he was getting bullied by Julius Randle, by, like... Just by the way, balance. Julius Randle didn't look great in the series either. Like, no, Julius Randle had a bad series. Uh, Mitchell Robinson was the best big man in that series. With Jared Allen, who was an all-star, Evan Mobley, who was a projected defense player of the year. And this is Mitchell Robinson, who, who I was saying before the series, he said he asked out. He did not want to be there. And he sort of dominated the series. Uh, like... Uh, I don't know what's missing for the Cavs. It, it, maybe the lights were too bright for the first time this quarter's been in the playoffs. Uh, Jared Allen, I know, said the lights were a bit bright for him. Uh, obviously, they were missing a wing, uh, like a true three. They, did, they really tried different guys, but nothing worked that well. Um, but to lose to the Knicks, who, who have good talent, but it's just like they're just not – a very good team. Yeah, they're really they're not a better team than you. Like you, you you look at your matchups, and there's no spot I'd say I'd take them. Right, and that's why we were so surprised. That, again, it wasn't that the Knicks won, but it was that they won in five games. I mean, it wasn't even close. And they blew them out yeah. multiple games. It, it was not. It was not close. It's been surprising. So blew them out by twenty games three. Game one was close, and, and game three, I think, was the spirit breaker at that point. Uh, if the Cavs won game one, which they probably should have, they choked that game away, truly, uh, then they could have gone up 2-0. Then you look at a much different series, but you just let yourself get two down. Yeah, but the, but, the Cav- but the Cavs got blown out by 20-3, and three and they lost by 9-11 and 11 yeah, in games four and games. five. Yeah. And they, they were that. Those were like – Late game comebacks to bring it to ten, so it wasn't yeah, it wasn't an embarrassment. All right, let's talk about Miami versus New York. That's the that's the series that will lead to one of those teams being a conference finalist. Connor, can you believe that? Who would have thought? So, what what's your prediction for the series? Both these teams have flaws. Um, it, it's hard to root against Jimmy Butler given the way he's performed in the playoffs, but at the same time. You know the Knicks are—they're a good team. They're probably more well-rounded, but they're still—they still have holes. So, what are you thinking? It, it's really hard to predict um, overall. Uh, I think—I mean, you definitely have much better answers for Jimmy Butler. Um, I, I think that's guaranteed almost with with what they have. The Knicks, I think, swept the Heat in the regular season. Uh, but I think the Bucks did too. So, so what does that really matter? Exactly. Um, but still, uh, I like for some reason uh, I'm leaning Knicks. I think like Knicks and six. I think. Yeah, I think Jimmy Butler. He gave his all in that first series. You remember in the finals in the bubble, him being exhausted. After I mean, he's exhausted. He gave his yeah. All in <clears throat> and I don't know if he can get back to that, especially with Hero out. I don't know if they have the firepower to beat the Knicks. They don't have great defenders outside of Bam. Um, I know the one thing that worries me, Connor, is we said this exact same thing about the series versus Milwaukee. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I understand that, uh, but I wasn't. I, I like I'm not. I'm conscious of Jimmy's ability to go 
um, off. I just think like I didn't, I didn't think Jimmy would be gassed in the first round. He did look somewhat gassed by the end of that round. No, you're right. And, he did. And, and obviously, he can give you a couple games, but I think it's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing is Julius Randle's definitely not 100% for that Knicks Heat series. Definitely not 100%. Um, mm-hmm. He re-sprained his ankle, left, um, left during that last game five. Uh, and if they have no, no Julius Randle, they can they can still put up a fight, but I just can't take uh, the Knicks if there's no Julius Randle healthy. Uh, I think that allows um, Bam Adebayo to kind of fall into his comfort zone, more or less. Uh, because one thing you see consistently with this Heat team is Bam Adebayo with good, bigger wings, like Giannis, like Tatum, like uh, Randle would be. Um but then the center kind of finds his way easily into the paint because Bam's not a great paint defender, not a great paint defender. Um, but if Julius Randle's not here, you're allowing him to kind of cut off that Mitch Robinson mm-hmm. uh, because what Obi Toppin, Obi Toppin doesn't doesn't scare me. Um, I, I, he's a he's a spot up shooter at this point. Never expected that. Say that after what he got drafted at, <laughs> but he, he's a spot up shooter. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, a dunker that couldn't shoot was him coming out of college. Or was he the Ignite? He might have been G League Ignite. But, but now he's a spot-up shooter, basically. And, and you're not sitting there, I'm out of bounds. Spot-up shooter, other guys are probably just a bit too small. So you're going you're gonna to be able to contain uh, Mitch Robinson better if there's no Julius Randle. Right. Um, I think he'll probably play later in the series. I don't know if he'll be ready for game one. Uh, and that's definitely uh, definitely scary. Something of an uh, impact because the first game is in New York, so that could be a big a big steal if the Heat can win Game One. All right, let's move on. Talk about Philadelphia versus Brooklyn. The only really non-series of the playoffs. The Sixers swept the Nets in four. Um, you know, it wasn't much of a series. Mikael Bridges was essentially invisible. Uh, Tyrese Maxey and Joel Embiid had a good series. Embiid had one really good guy. I think he put up 50 in one game. I can't even remember. But yeah, Embiid wasn't great um, through the whole series. Wasn't the whole Maxie series, but yeah. The Nets were also, I mean, I thought they'd give a few games, and they were close for sure. Um, it, it felt very it reminiscent of the, the Sixers or the Nets. Uh, Celtics series yeah, last, Celtics year. last year. Where every game was pretty close. But the Celtics won every game, yeah. It was a sweep. Um, the, the Nets were probably the worst team in the playoffs in a few years, for sure. Yeah. I mean, they were under 500s in straight deadline. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie just played one of the worst games as the. I mean, he was basically the one option in terms of shots taken. One of the worst games as a one option I've ever seen. Series as a one option. Uh, Mikhail Bridges, lights were too bright. He's been in the playoffs before, but never as a one option. Uh, and the lights were just a bit too bright um, for him. And he, he didn't look, other uh, than game one, he didn't look great at all throughout the game, uh, <clears throat> which is fine. I mean, Cam Johnson had a, had a good series. He's about to get paid. Um, but I look back on this next team, I'm like, you could have got four firsts for Mikael Bridges from the Grizzlies. You could have got two firsts for Dorian Finney-Smith. Probably another two for Cam Johnson. Um, probably could have got a first for Royce O'Neal. Maybe one for Dinwiddie. You, you could have blown this 
crap out this this roster of, of wings that really have no that positive an outlook. I mean, Mikhail Bridges is only twenty seven. It's not like he's a young young player, uh, and you could have got at least ten first round picks plus the six you got for KD Kyrie, right? Um, and, and really rebuild it. And now you're in this spot where. I mean, maybe a star like a star can take Mikael Bridges to the next level. It's just like you're in between. Yeah, you're in between. All right, enough of that series. Let's talk about Boston Atlanta. You know, it was kind of a weird series. Um, Boston went up. The Celtics went up three one, and then couldn't close out in Game Five in typical Celtics fashion. We blew a lead. Um, yeah, and that's the thing with the Celtics. This team at times gets very complacent and you know the the, the hawks weren't very good trey young had a couple of good games yeah, trey young took over that, yeah that game especially i mean hit the game winning uh, yeah such a deep shot from like um, 10 feet yeah, beyond the air it was crazy the Paul, it's like the damian Lillard shot that's like the okc thunder home paul george came out and said what are you gonna do that was a bad shot but he made it um and, and that's kind of the same situation it was a bad shot He's a below-average three-point shooter, but he made it. But he made it, and what are you going to do about it? Uh, and, and I think this gave him a little sweat, but but once they once they kind of got going, um, especially in that last game, the, those final they decided to lock in at the end instead mm-hmm. of being complacent, and they dominated. Yeah, and and I think I think the Sixers are a really good matchup for this. We talk about it all the time. Um, Celtics have dominated the Sixers in you know recent recent years. Uh, Joel Embiid struggles a lot against Al Horford and Tatum Brown. They they've looked good. They had two they had two really really good games. Um, they, they both had a good game in the in the final game of the series, each putting up thirty plus. They both look fantastic. So I gotta lean Celtics, of course, against the against the Sixers. I think it's probably a six game series. I, I think. think. The- uh, I think the biggest thing to look at is Embiid is supposed to be not 50% um, in terms of his availability with his ankle sprain. Tyrese Maxey was amazing in that series. Uh, he has been absolutely locked down by the Celtics uh, in their matchups. James Harden might be getting assault charges. He just punched a guy in the strip. I know, so he might not even be playing. Game. Yeah. Like I don't know what, what, what happened in these couple days since the Sixers one new series where, where everything seems to be going off the rails. Like immediately when Doc Rivers says, you know, we don't know if Embiid's good for the next series. Um, Maxine's obviously a bad matchup, but if you if you don't have Embiid potentially, or don't have him 100%, which by the way, I hope the Celtics don't throw doubles at him if he's on one leg. Um, I'd rather just do what we always do, let him shoot. And some games he can beat you. That last matchup where we're missing a few starters, uh, like no Jalen Brown, I think no Marcus, whatnot. He shot it well and beat us. But uh, just hold him off from the paint, let him shoot. Um, uh, I don't expect him to have a great series if he's less than 50%. Uh, he can have some moments. But I think one of the Celtics' ways of beating a beat is letting him gas by the fourth quarter. Letting him get his early and gas by the fourth, and if he's on one leg, that all happens much sooner. Um, but if James Harden, for whatever's going on there, you know there's going to be some some conflict in that sense. Um, he's the key to this series for the Sixers. If he can play really well, they have a chance. But once again, Marcus Smart has a great track history against James Harden. Um, Maxie's tough against us. 
Uh, so the, the Celtics have just matched up so well. Yeah. Um, and, and if the Celtics went fully healthy at, at the end of the year there for that last game, it would have been a series sweep. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think anyone contesting that, even Sixers fans, because it was uh, barely, the, the Sixers barely won. It was a two, two point win um, off of Embiid. I mean, off of free throws, really. And then there was that thing where they, they got the foul call back, missed the free throw, Dirk White hit the shot. And then, so the game ended sooner. They said not to give Dirk White the foul again, even though it was pretty clear. Um, but, I mean, you were starting Grant Williams, who's barely even played in the playoffs, getting DMPs and that. Like, Griffin played a ton of minutes, making Scott. Like, and Celtics weren't going all out. And they didn't have to because they were locked into the two seed at that point. Um, but like when these teams go at it fully, um, the Sixers haven't really stood that much a chance. So you think Celtics in like six, you think? So I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say Celtics in five, just because I think Embiid's injury, uh, people are overlooking it too much. I think it's pretty bad. I mean, less than 50% is typically not good enough to play. It's, and they didn't say it even with his meniscus. They said he was like like last year. He played through the I think a torn meniscus, maybe it was torn MCL, whatever it was that he played through last year. Then he got obviously hit in the face. Um, but but they would they Doc was saying yeah he's not a hundred percent, but he's close. He never said he's not fifty percent, and it's a guy who looked tough, like especially in the Heat series, he did not look good playing through injury. Right now he's less than fifty percent. That's telling to me that I don't think it beats healthy. Well, it's um, unfortunate because I think it'd be it, it could be a good series with both teams fully healthy. Right. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go on on the side of Embiid's just not healthy enough to keep him in it. I'm gonna say Celtics in five. All right. He might take over a game, but I think the the health will be too much. All right. Before the break, we'll cover one last series. We'll talk about or maybe two because they were pretty quick. Denver, Minnesota. I mean, there wasn't much to this one, Connor. We figured that the Nuggets would play really well. Minnesota ended up taking game four at home. And Anthony Edwards was just yeah. really, really incredible in the series. It was, he was super fun to watch, but he had no help. Uh, and what are you going to do there? Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, just non-existent. Yeah, Cat had a bad series. Rudy Gobert actually wasn't bad this series. Like, he, he played his role fine. Uh, he didn't – he helped – Jokic had pretty poor shooting throughout uh, and put up like nearly a 15 point, 12 rebound game every game. You know, he wasn't bad. Um, he did his job. Cat was rough. Um, and then obviously they didn't have Kyle Anderson late in the series. He got hurt. Jim McDaniels broke his hand after punching the wall. And Nas Reed was obviously out as well. And, and they, they were just, they just didn't have enough. Uh, Traded all those picks just for a first-round exit. <laughs> but you thought they could. If they, yeah. I would have liked them in the quiz. If they didn't implode on themselves and Rudy Gobert was a bunch of teammates and McDaniels didn't break his hand and they beat the Lakers, um, I think they could have beat the Grizzlies. I, I don't mind this roster. And that's, I mean, if they were healthy, obviously. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, not healthy enough. You don't really see the see the great way that they, they would have won this game. Yeah. Um, and I think that makes enough sense. All right, let's talk about another series that really just wasn't that interesting. I mean, we after game one, I think a lot of us were were a little bit, you know, on, on edge a little bit, maybe not a ton, after 
the Clippers beat the Phoenix Suns in Phoenix. And then Phoenix said, well, you guys don't have Kawhi, so we'll just win the next four games. Yeah, so. I mean, but the, the, the Clippers are right there every game. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and it felt like the the Clippers were, were, were going all in for game two, and they played Kawhi through the injury, and they wanted that way to go two up away would be huge in determining the series and then that happened and they knew Kawhi would have to take game four game three off so they were like um hey hopefully we can get back there two one still have home field advantage whatnot um, and Russell Westbrook had an amazing series and Owen Powell had a couple games but there was no one else mm-hmm. um after after Kawhi went out after having I mean he he was the best player he looked like one of the best players in the world in game one he was amazing um but no Paul George no Kawhi you're not winning uh, and the Clippers made it tough and it made you think hey if Kawhi played the whole series the Clippers could have won this. If Kawhi and PG played, the Clippers probably win this with how right. close they were with just Russell Westbrook. But, I mean, that's the conversation. Right, that's the conversation with, you know, the the playing of Kawhi. I mean, he's just, he's injured so often. He's, he's yeah, it's definitely it's tough. But, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like they, they cost themselves the series by having them play through game two. I know going up, um, going up two nothing would have been huge. Right, especially winning I both games they, on the road. Yeah, I think they knew it was pretty bad after game one, and I think he probably plays game three, game four, game five. If he doesn't play game two, but because he played game two and it, and it took it out more, he definitely kind of um, sacrificed himself. Yeah. yeah, for the next few games, so that's unfortunate. Um, but Devin Booker looked amazing. Uh, I think he was uh, even he, not the lead scorer because Jimmy Butler was there, but he was up there in terms of points per game. Had a couple of really, really good games. Very efficient um, too. Very efficient. Russell Westbrook. I mean, the second best player in the series, even though Kevin Durant was across the way, just because he defended Durant very well and played some good offense. And by the way, his and 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 Westbrook's performance in Game One was legendary. By the way, too, like those fi- that it's, final it's, stretch. Was. He, he, I mean, you saw with the Celtics uh, how they were able to lock down KD last year. Uh, Russell Westbrook was able to replicate that in this series. Uh, he did a very, very good job on Durant. Um, but yeah, it, you just didn't have enough. And Russ played some really, really good games. Um, some tough sugar nights as well. But I mean, what are you going to do? Um, I, I love seeing Russ kind of take over games. Uh, and it's nice to see him out of that Lakers system where he was a spot-up shooter for LeBron, basically, and that clearly that clearly didn't work. Spot-up uh, shooter for LeBron. What yeah, a funny what a funny word. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get what the plan was there, truly. Um, but you see him as a point guard, as the main guy, and it works, and, and he still shows he can – he can do what he did in Washington in a new system. Mm-hmm. So it's good for us. But, yeah, you definitely didn't have enough. And, and another what if in this Clippers saga. They took game one. What if Kawhi was healthy? What if time? PG they, was healthy? I mean. They've beaten the team that's most likely that's the leading odds favorite to get out of the West. Uh, I would expect it more from the Suns. I, I'm shocked that, that the Suns played so poorly. No, they did really. Did. Kevin Durant did not have a good series. Yeah, um, but I think one thing for for this Nuggets, uh, e- even even 
Jokic said himself, um, Jokic is not a good pick and roll defender. Actually, most of the top centers are at beats, horrible at it. Like, these guys just drop and everything, give up shots. Um, and you're looking at one of the best mid-range teams, probably the best mid-range team in the league, one of the better ones all time, with Chris Paul being one of the most efficient mid-range shooters ever, Kevin Durant, obviously, um, three-level scorer, can shoot over anyone in the midi, and, and Devin Booker, a lot of his game comes from there. And if you're in drop with Jokic, that opens up that shot so easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I worry about the I worry about the Nuggets' defensive kind of game planning here, um, for sure. All right. Well, after the break, we will talk about the Nuggets Sun series. We'll be right back. Hello and welcome back. All right, Nuggets Suns Connor. This is a good series. I mean, I think this might be maybe the. <laughs> The only good series, potentially, of the playoffs. Um, who's taking this one? I, I mean, I lean Suns just because of, you know, how much talent that they have. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think most people are going Suns. Um, I'm going to go Nuggets, honestly. Um, I think Nikola Jokic is one of the best playoff performers uh, in the league. True. You see his, his scoring jump up a ton when he gets to the playoffs, and he's still able to do everything um, he, he typically does with the assisting, one of the better rebounders. He really takes it to a new level come the playoffs the past few years. I mean, you saw last year, they lost uh, last year uh, in, the, in the conference semifinals, um, but Jokic played incredible. Uh, you would not expect him. Uh, or they didn't get first round. I think they lost the first round to, to the Warriors, but he won them a game. And he, he almost got him there. I think um, I think you you got to kind of hound the, the stars and let guys like Josh Okoge, Tory Craig shoot. Um, and if, if those guys shoot you out of the game, what are you going to do? Um, but I think you, you pre-switch off Jokic to try to get him on a corner shooter and then have him be a help defender inside because he's not a bad rim protector. Um, and, and, and then, so they can't run a pick. If they're running a pick and roll, it's with Josh Okoge or, or Tory Craig, in which case you play above screen and drop. And then if he passes back to that guy, you let that guy take an open shot. Um, and, and I think... Denver, I don't know how the Suns defense could stop Denver. DeAndre is soft. That's uh, he true. Definitely needs, he definitely needs a new environment, a new place to be in. Um, I hope they trade him in the offseason. Yeah, I, I, I think this series is really going to be – it's really going to be a test of whether Nikola Jokic can take over a series. Because I think that yeah, he – I think, I think he, he can, by the way, too. Jokic. Uh, I think I'm expecting them to crowd Jokic inside. I mean, this is a legacy that almost beat the Suns uh, a few games. The Suns still playing everyone a few games before the end of the regular season with Peyton Watson and, and Bruce Brown as their starting point guard, Peyton Watson starting, DeAndre Jordan starting. Like, it, it, it was a, they, they almost beat him with bumps, really. Um, and, and I think it's interesting to see kind of where, 
how the Nuggets play this offense. I think you're expecting um, not DeAndre. I don't know if I'm expecting DeAndre Aiden to go to Jokic. I don't. I think going to Jokic with big is usually all the best solution. You saw once they took Looney off and put Draymond on Jokic, the Warriors kind of kind of worked defensively. I think. Um, I definitely think that that kind of um, a lot of this comes down to the other guys for the Nuggets. More mm-hmm. than Jokic. I'm expecting Jokic to have a good series, but uh, Michael Porter Jr. Uh, his three point shooting has been one of the best spot up shooters in the league this year as a catch and shoot guy. Can he provide that? Uh, Jamal Murray had an incredible game or performance uh, where he put up. What he put up like 40. Uh, him and Ant both put up 40 and kind of a war there. Maybe there was game five that they lost. Uh, I think it was game four that they lost, but they both put up 40. And, and Jamal Murray looked on his game. Remember double Jamal Murray from a few years ago where he just took over series. Um, you know, I, I, I get why everyone's going to Suns, um, but but I gotta, I gotta lean Nuggets. They're the best home team in the league. Um, obviously, I'm sure altitude has to, to say that, but <laughs> kind of worked. They, they've been the best home team in the league. They're still the best record in the West. There's a reason yep. they were there. Kevin Durant's amazing. Don't get me wrong, um, but I still worry about the other guys. I worry about DeAndre Ayton in this series. I worry about Chris Paul. He's not looked great. Uh, I worry about the other guys. The bench unit's horrible. You know. So, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Nuggets. And All right, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Suns. I'll take the Suns in six, um, just to give a little bit of a different perspective. I do think that Jokic is great, but I, I and I do think that they're gonna have a lot of trouble stopping him. But I think that Jokic will have to put up a great performance every game. I think that's just unrealistic. I think he can do it, but. He's gonna have to shoot KD. He's gonna have to outplay Kevin Booker, Chris. He's gonna have to play outplay all these guys pretty much combined. I mean, there are other guys in the Nuggets, but it's really gonna be up to Jokic, and I, and I, I think that the Suns will pull it out. All right, let's talk about Grizzlies versus the Lakers. The Lakers took this one in six, Connor. Um, I actually told you. I mean, I don't, I don't, if, I don't, if, I don't remember what you said about this series, but I remember being pretty. Uh, uh, Lakers lenient. I did. I think I did pick the Grizzlies to win it, but I'm not shocked that the Lakers won it. It happened, I and mean, once John Morant got hurt and yeah. he could only dribble with one hand, the series was over. I don't, yeah. I don't know if anyone was expecting anything different. Obviously, the Stephen Adams. Uh, you can tell because the Grizzlies did not have a single center in the series. The Stephen Adams injury and obviously the Brandon Clark one as well was so so huge. Um, that that it kind of it, it kind of pointed towards yeah um you know the injuries are going to kill memphis and obviously they were too cocky coming in i think i think, I think well, they always are definitely some issues with the with the the culture there and dylan brooks was horrible but oh his team probably wipes the lakers hey um, his comments play. his comments after what was it game game two game one, I think. Game, one. after game one is like you are old. I don't care about you. It was so stupid. And then he got ejected in game, whatever, two or three, four. That was a, that was a terrible ejection, by the way. Horrible call. But, but I don't think anyone cared because yeah, Dylan Brooks. I mean, yeah, I feel like fully healthy Memphis probably wins the series. I don't know if anyone's even Lakers fans are contesting that. Uh, Anthony Davis dominated. Uh, interior, Steven Adams 
best rebounder by efficiency in the league. Uh, and that was clearly a huge, huge issue. Um, Jared Jackson Jr. had to kind of mold into a center. It didn't work. Obviously, he's better on the perimeter. As I thought, I, you know, I thought it was really good for the Lakers. I thought their three-point – I thought not necessarily the three-point shoot, but I thought that their shooting for the most part this series was very good. I thought Rui Hachimura had a very good series. Yeah, Rui had a good game one, really shooting the ball, but, I mean, they scored relentlessly in the paint. They got everything yeah. they wanted in the paint. They, they they made every layup, and that's due to uh, putting Jay Jackson out of place. Right. Uh, because he's not usually a center. He's an off-ball, help-defensive power forward, mm-hmm. um, and not having a real center, not having a guy over, like, 6'10 on the fucking roster. Um, yeah, another guy for the Lakers, Austin Reeves, had a very good series. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I thought – I cannot stand Austin Reeves' game. Everything, everything he does is looking for contact, trying to draw a call. It's it's a rough watch. But, well, he's still in a good series. He, so. he scored well. He scored so. well. Um, now, they will face the winner of the Kings-Warriors series. This is going to go to Game 7. So what happened was, right, what happened was it was tied 2-2. Each team won all their games at home. Golden State steals Game 5. Everyone thinks, oh, my God, Golden State won Game 5 on the road. They're going back home to close it out. And then the Kings show up and say, not so fast, and won by 20. So now we got Game 7. So personally, I want the Kings to win, but I think that the Warriors are going to win Game 7, Connor. That's my feeling. They're not going to turn – they're, I'll stick with the beam at home. Um, the Warriors, uh, I don't know if they won two away games in a row, like back-to-back away games. No, I know what you're saying, season. but... So I got to go, Cam. I know, but will the NBA turn down Lakers, Golden State? Will they turn that down? Well, they, they tried to. They tried to not turn it down this game. The refs were immensely... You, you talk to anyone, they said the refs were carrying the Warriors through that game, and the Kings won by 19 points. Uh <sighs> And that's one of those things where sometimes the team can overcome that. The, the uh, Sacramento is going to be loud. Um, you know, they're going to uh, – at game one, you saw how crazy the Golden 1 center was. Now, game – Game seven? seven? I think it might be even crazier. Uh, game you know, seven to play the Lakers? Well, yeah. It won't be, it won't be crazy. Game seven, you get basically a free pass into the conference finals. Probably your team getting injured. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's going to be wild in there. So you think if the Kings win game seven, they're going to steamroll the Lakers? I just think, uh, I, I think um, you saw how they made their shots in the series. Um, especially De'Aaron Fox in the mid-range, and that's not Anthony Dayton. You've got you've got guys who shot it well. Grizzlies don't have right. shooters. Hypothetically, hypothetically, if if the Warriors do win Game Seven, how do you see that Lakers Warriors series going? Lakers have matched up very well with the Warriors in, in recent in recent time. Um, surprisingly, even though the Lakers have been a bad team, Warriors were NBA champions. The Lakers consistently beat the Warriors over the past past couple seasons. Um, so it'll be close. Um, I just said the Warriors don't defend the th- uh, sorry, the Lakers do not defend the three point line. Mm-hmm. That's the thing I always come back to. Grizzlies, you get away with it because they don't have shooters. 
they really they have guys that want to be shooters like Desmond Bain and Dylan Brooks, but they don't have true shooters. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other side, that's the team the Warriors built on. Like schemes change in the playoffs, that still lead the Warriors, but I definitely give the Lakers a much better shot against the Warriors than they have them versus the Jazz. All right, so Lakers fans, you know who you're rooting for. Um, <laughs> you know it's gonna be a fun game seven. Uh, I will be tuning into the Bruins. Well, maybe, maybe not. We'll see how stressed I am for that Bruins game. Connor, thanks for joining us here today. He'll... Bruins are at, what, 6.30? 6.30. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know if I want to watch the Bruins game is what I'm saying. I, mean, I, I don't know if I need, you know, to to give my heart any extra stress. Um, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Thank you all for listening, Connor. Thanks for hopping on here today. He'll be back at the end of round two, previewing the conference finals. It's a good one, folks. Go Celtics, baby. We got this. We have, listen, we might have a very easy road to the finals. We can play the, the Sixers and then either the Knicks or the Heat. Yeah, Knicks fans are so confident they can beat the Celtics because the regular season are out of shock. Listen, man, they don't have Evan Fournier, so I'm all good, bro. I'm all they good. still have Evan Fournier. Which just, well, just doesn't play. I mean, so. Anyways. Maybe. Puts up 20 in five minutes. And I'd be like, not surprised at all. All right, Connor, thanks for joining us here today. We'll be back soon with more great sports content. Have a great day, folks. The game on the line. One shot. Who would you rather have taking it? Iggy or Curry? Of everyone on Golden State. Open shot. Fate of the universe on the line, or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth. You better hit it. I want Iguadala.